BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I'm the lunatic fringe, the left lip ghost, and with me is the radical one, the right lip, Ryan Dean. How are you? Happy New Year. Hopefully, this will be okay. (laughs) Happy New Year. Uh, Yeah, man, we'll see how it goes. My computer has been a real cunt. Um, It's going to already, I'll I'll tell you right now, it's getting cunt of the week, my computer. Nice. Um, uh, that along with StreamYard and this new platform that we're using, whatever the fuck this is, I'm hearing an echo so bad, and I just hope that people, when they hear the actual thing, it's not echoing. So it might be a little weird to have a conversation here. Um, I have all the settings flipped that you said to have flipped and stuff. But, yeah, dude, fuck computers, man. I wish that somehow we could go to, like, AM radio somehow oh, and just do fun. it old school. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so much more efficient, but... Yeah, man. First episode of the year, getting off to a real shitty foot. We were trying to fuck with my computer yesterday, and it just doesn't have audio now. So I have to plug the roadcaster in for my speakers. So that's what I'm dealing with here. But the show must go on. So, you know, we're going to continue. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. I, I like sticking with things I know. Zoom has been efficient for us. And... um you know, we're trying to switch it up, and then I get all kinds of problems on my end. So right. we'll see how it goes, though. Yeah, we'll see. Um, like I said, we got to try new things. Zoom, I don't know. I, Zoom was good. It just, I, I wasn't impressed with the, the video audio at the end of the day and where we want to go. So hopefully, hopefully, this will work, and your computer will will get, get, get done being a cunt. Yeah, I can't wait to get a new computer, and I'm going to literally break this thing like over my knee. You need to do a I'm video. I'm fuck this computer up. Make sure you get it on video. No, I'm going to do horrible things to this computer. I don't want to film it. <laughs> like, I cannot wait, dude. I, I don't know if you've ever fantasized about just breaking something, uh-huh. but yeah. I yeah, You got to break I it over your knee, take it out thing. back, put a couple bullets in it, hit it with a bat, maybe take a pickaxe to it. You know, just everything that you can think of. Let my dogs rip it up. Yeah. yeah man. But I, as always, you know, some people sent me some pretty cool stuff. I'm excited to share it. Um, I don't know if we want to hop right into the news or if you got anything that you wanted to mention up top here. Well, how was how your uh, how was your New Year's Eve? How was how your, your weekend? It was fine. It was uneventful, you know. Yeah. Um, just uh, chilled. You know, I don't really go out and do stupid stuff like I used to. Hung out with the parents, sister, her boyfriend. Just kind of like chilled out, had some Chinese food for some reason. That's like a tradition over there on New Year's Eve. And then uh, I am doing the pork thing because mm-hmm. I, I know that you know, you're supposed to do the pork that comes from like Germany. Mm-hmm. 
and Eastern Europe as a whole. So I don't know exactly what it is. I know it's a big thing in the South too, but yeah, ham. So any kind of pork you're supposed to have. And I actually did see, you know, Julia was talking about those black eyed pea things too. I saw that is a thing. I just, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, it it is. I, I think it's more of like a Southern or Midwest Southern type of, type of deal. Anywhere I've been, um, even out in New Mexico and, and what have you, I nobody ever ate black eyed peas. You know, for New Year's, it was usually always the pork and sauerkraut, and you know that I did the same thing. Got a nice pork loin. I uh, seasoned it up, and then I injected it with some butter and some Danos mixed melted butter, and then I seared it on all sides. Got a nice sear on it, and then I put the sauerkraut. Uh, a layer of sauerkraut, put that in, and then put sauerkraut on top of it, put it in the crock pot, put it on low all well all night before I went to bed. I think I was in bed by like 9.30. Um, did that, got up, put it on high for a couple hours, and then, man, holy, it, it, the flavor. I mean, the pork didn't even dry out. The uh, There was something with the butter that got into with the sauerkraut that made it even better. Like, I mean, it was it, it, phenomenal. I was like, man, I impressed myself, nice. so... Threw some hot dogs in there, too. Oh, just for good measure, huh? That sounds fun. And I got a little can of uh, uh, chili sauce. So um, I'm going to do some chili dogs with some sauerkraut on them. Chili sauce, you call it, huh? We just call it chili. Well, chili, yeah. Um, That's what the can said. uh, Hot dog chili sauce, whatever. So it doesn't really have the Mm. beans as much as it's just the meat and what have you. Kind of like what you'd get on a corner in New York city on a hot dog gotcha yeah going into this i was so flustered that i spelt it was ryan dangerous wold no r oh i just put the r in nice you you had a speech impediment yeah dangerous wold wold um (laughs) yeah what was i gonna say it seems like any kind of dish that you have with new year's you're supposed to do ham i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. it seems like it's kind of a bad omen it seems like having pig I mean, it's a filthy animal. I don't understand like what the you know starting the year off with that is, but hey, well, I'll go with it. Super, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for tradition. The superstition is you eat pig um, because it's the only animal that roots forward for its food, so that's supposed to be kind of good luck moving ahead. Whereas if you eat chicken, they always scratch behind them and move back and, and peck. Uh, any type of bird like that. Uh, cows, they don't really root. They just go and eat, eat some hay. So that that's kind of how the the whole tradition story goes in a, in a nutshell. But it's supposed to be, that's why it's good luck. You know, you root forward, hoping for, for good things. Interesting. Hopefully you don't root forward into a uh, butcher. Yeah, that, that would be bad. It doesn't, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. But anyway, man, yeah, I got some fun stuff. Okay. Um, I've got a few different things. We'll see how this goes right off the bat. Um, usual suspects here. Victoria sends some stuff. Matthew sends some stuff. I got some stuff from Tyson. Um, Diane, another one that always sends stuff in. And then a few other people um, that I can't always remember the, the individual's names. Once you send me like, you know, five or ten consistent good things, I remember your name. So I feel bad. Uh, for not being able to i'll start with this picture first this is kind of an interesting thing this is posted actually by this uh channel called meat dad okay since we might be going into the weird times here in 2024 um there's there's this theory i saw posted from uh 
Larry Johnson, right? The guy, the mm-hmm. uh, supposedly big conspiracy guy, but he's he's turned a new leaf and all this stuff. So he posted in the book of Eli that that whole thing is in 2024, that circumstances in 2024. Now we see this a lot in movies. 2012 was a movie, you know, based around the world ending in 2012. There's all kinds of like hard dates in movies and people point to it like, oh, the world's going to end because it says it in this movie. I'm never a big believer in that. I commented such uh, when I found that. But why do I bring that up? Because, some, you know, if we're going to get into times like the Book of Eli, cannibalism might be a thing. And I found this to be very interesting. Okay. Again, this is me. This guy does a lot of work. You see what I'm sharing with him? Okay. Oh, whoa. Choice human choice cuts. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting interesting concept. Uh this guy typically, this one right here, he shows you how to make money really stretch and he does a lot of uh, you know, wholesome work. Um take instead of buying like the different cuts of meat, he'll have you buy like a a giant piece and then put it in different cuts. So you save a lot of money. He talks about getting like steak and making ground beef and doing all this shit, right? Um, really, really kind of interesting and, and I think helpful stuff. But he posted this without really any context. He just said a meat picture. Hmm. So we're talking about human choice cuts. It starts with the brain, the front, the back, the arms, other, and legs. Um, I'll read a couple random ones here. Brain, don't eat the brain of a human. Although the brain seems fatty and tasty, it's no good. It gives you CJD, which is, I guess, Creutzfeldt-Jacob disease. Basically kills your brain cells unless you want to inherit the aura of your meal. Steer clear. This sounds like Kuru, right? I don't know if you're familiar with Kuru. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. a brain zombie disease type shit. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Rib meat, that's good eating um, from a human, I guess. We got the back. We've got neck. Uh, that's that's I guess decent for goulash. Um, <laughs> he even adds a specific. Other, dish. you've got the goulash. <laughs> yeah, I like goulash. I would... Goulash is good, but not with humans. No, I'll pass on the human goulash. Um, five. You've got other uh, lungs, which are full of iron. I mean, you know, it's just a weird thing. You know, why, why would uh, this dude post this? Me, it's obviously a joke, but I get it around Halloween, but not you know for the new year kind of a weird thing to post on the new year literally something that he just i mean it's his first post of the year so just right. kind of strange that is odd um we'll see uh okay trying to get on here okay let's see i have quite a few things and i don't know where to start well shit since it's 2024 why don't we start with the new insurance policies health insurance policies Ooh. If you can't hear this, just speak up because I can't see you here. Okay. Oh, hmm. As you may know, I have had my insurance license in the state of California for over a decade. And when I was reviewing policies for 2024, I noticed this new exclusion. Look here. This is under exclusions and expenses not covered on a 2024 Cigna health policy. Treatment of an injury or sickness, which is due to war, declared or undeclared, riot or insurrection. 
This is not typical. This is an insurance policy from United last year for 2023. And the language typically reads like this. What happens with my coverage under extraordinary circumstances? And it says in cases of disaster, epidemic, war, riot, insurrection, that they will do their best to provide the services you need. But now take a look at United's 2024 health insurance policy, another exclusion, T, war. We do not cover an illness, treatment, or medical condition due to war declared or undeclared. Cigna and United aren't the only ones that have changed their language excluding war from their policies. Anthem has also done this. And it just makes you wonder, why in the world would that be the case? As always, let me know what you think about all of this down below. What do you think about it down below? Uh, I don't I don't even know. Like why would they put in war? Can we get this back to real quick while we're yep. talking? Can you get this back to uh, you know our faces here? Yeah, I want to see how good you are at this. Mm. There we go. I'm get, I'm I'm getting good. It's going to be difficult right. when I but have Yeah, what to do you share. what are your thoughts there? What's with the war? I don't know. Like a, a Give me your thoughts down below. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's an interesting thing, though. It is interesting, but is that saying, like, okay, if I'm a combat veteran and I am injured, I don't I don't get covered? It sounds like. Huh. And it'd be a shame if she's someone that's, like, you know, uh, an expert on this and then she's just passing around fear porn like that. Right. I tend to think that maybe there's something there. It's just, you know, if it's a new policy... And it seems significant to her. I don't know. I think that's weird. A little bit. Talking about war. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. We are in two wars right now. So, well, maybe three or four, you know, and maybe we'll be in five or six by the end because, you know, they need a good one. They need the big one for Biden to get reelected. Oh, absolutely. A good, old fashioned, sexy, hot war. That's what they need for Biden to get reelected. And I, that's honestly what our economy needs at this point. As sad as that is to say, one thing that the United States is very good at is making money during a war. Mm-hmm. And we're fucked. Yeah, so. It goes back to World War One, World War Two. You know, all the factories started shutting down normal production to help the war effort. And ooh, they, saw, they went, we can really make a lot of money in our economy with a war. Huh. Now let's get women to work too. Yeah. So I don't know. All for women working if they want to, but yeah, there was something to be said about that. It, I, I I don't know. I, the the thing that people say in this community, especially that having women work broke up the family unit. I think that's kind of stupid. After I've like really thought about it for a while, um, it's something that you know people that I respect have that opinion and whatnot, but. I don't know, man. Like, I've gotten to the point with this conspiracy stuff where if everyone is saying the same thing, it's probably wrong. You know what I mean? Like, when when conspiracy people say that, like, oh, we're batting a thousand, we've never missed on any of these (laughs) things. Yeah, we have. We have for sure. We miss more than we hit. I don't know if it's missing more than hitting. I mean, you know, yeah, if you're throwing enough shit at the wall, then sure. But, like, as as a whole, the things that I think a lot of us stand behind, I think that we are accurate more times than not. But, like, a lot of people were into QAnon. A lot of people were into QAnon. A lot of people were into uh, Trump getting, you know, reelected, even though he didn't 
uh, like it reelected the day that Biden was getting sworn in. Remember, everyone mm-hmm. was watching that, waiting for the and all kinds of stuff. Special ops to come down from their their ropes and do you know all these arrests and and what have you on the on the front lawn while while he was giving his speech and everything. Yeah, well, I think even the uh, the Democrats kind of believe that too. I I think that, and they'll never admit it, but I think that people, you know, like my old co-host, my cousin Brandon think that there was something in the back of their heads that was like a little little weird about it there was even uh when biden was getting sworn in or something i don't know if he was getting sworn in or if it was like the day before um there was like an explosion type sound and they looked terrified like hunter biden like almost hit the deck i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. but i i do definitely do because my dad and i talked about it but yeah, man, just weird stuff. And and if you watch um, the the video clips of that day of them sitting in their seats, they all kind of look like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's when's it going to happen? They're kind of almost looking over their shoulder without looking over their shoulder. Yeah, and maybe that was kind of meant to to appear like that, right? Because we know that they're actors. So interesting. Very true. But I'll go back to some more videos here. Um, let's see what we got. I want to share something a little bit different actually kind of along the lines of what we just did here okay so we're recording here on january 1st right this will come out the second Mm -hmm. this is from laura loomer Uh uh-oh take what you want to either way right so breaking t-mobile has quietly updated their tos or terms and services I, i would assume that is terms of service um, to include fines for content they don't agree with. Beginning on January 1st, 2024, that's today or yesterday for you folks listening, they will be finding users who commit perceived violations on their bandwidth. Who knew in America that the phone providers would now be policing the content of your text messages to fine you? The shaft, um, it looks interesting how it is there, but I guess it's just the, the letters. Um, the shaft is an acronym that stands for hate alcohol tobacco this is the new atf but for the digital age um it outlines the categories of text messages specifically regulated uh looks like it skips here a little bit full tobacco outlines the categories of text messages uh specifically regulated due to a moral and legal issue and is monitored and enforced by the cellular telephone industries association uh and the mobile carriers who gets to determine what is and isn't hateful? That's something that we ask all the time, right? How do we know what's hateful? Something that might offend you might not offend someone else. Something that might offend someone else might not offend you. I don't know. It, it's it's wishy-washy territory. Thoughts so far? I didn't know they had the express written right to do this to you. Doesn't that kind of violate? Well, of course, you sign up for and you agree to their terms of service. So, yeah. As a private company, I, I think technically they can they can do this. Now, am I going to move to T-Mobile? Sure. And if I was team uh, T-Mobile user, nope, not no more. Just like uh, how many people bailed on uh, PayPal after they they tried the same thing. I know actually Ron from New England's getting away from PayPal. I mm-hmm. don't know if he's disclosed that yet, but I I know that that's something and that that's you know it's an honorable thing. I think you know you got to vote with your dollars. That's the only way to really do it. But I don't know, man. Does it make a difference? I tend to not think so, but at least you're doing... Like, I heard someone... I was trying to, to recommend that movie that everyone's talked about. Have you heard of it, by the way? Uh, Leave the World Behind, I think it's called. No, that sounds like a really good movie. I heard... Is that I the one with the really that. hot redhead? 
Hot redhead. You're not talking about Julia Roberts, right? Yeah. She's not a redhead. Yeah, yeah, she's a ginger. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, yeah, it is, and obviously we're joking, but I was trying to tell someone about that movie, and they're like, oh, I deleted uh, Netflix a while ago because of cuties and because of other things. It's like, yeah, well, that's cool, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do that kind of just to, to have that moral high ground almost. Um. Yeah, there's a couple more slides here, though. This is what Comcast did to me in 2019, me being Laura Loomer, uh, when I ran for Congress. I warned people that it would happen to others when nobody did anything to stop this when it happened to me and uh, as a congressional candidate. Um, same thing with Alex Jones, right? I mean, like a lot of people were saying this with Alex Jones' situation. Now, this is Meredith Atwell Baker, the president and chief executive officer um an industry trade group that represents the international wireless telecommunications industry that's ctia um i guess she's done this from 2009 to 2011 baker was a member of the united states federal communications commission the fcc nominated by barack obama uh she also served in national telecommunications and information administration as a political appointee and was subsequently named a deputy assistant secretary of the commerce department by george w bush isn't that interesting when bush and obama point the same people for things that's weird right very weird they wouldn't want the same people um well yeah man i i I, go on i was just gonna say uh obama was uh bush's third and fourth term so presidency i mean he basically carried out what bush was doing sure and then yeah uh biden is clearly um you know biden's additional terms too so maybe we've just had this bush dynasty going on and that's why bush is painting pictures and whatnot but Mm -hmm. i'm not sure why she highlighted that lady uh that that you know is clearly out of office now and has been for quite some time but i don't know just um an interesting little side point there uh let's see i wanted to make sure i didn't have anything dealing specifically with 2024 anymore i'll share something just to kind of tie in with um this this i think is interesting with and then we'll bounce to you we'll kind of volley back and forth you know um you know how they the the idea of like having a war right (laughs) if there was some kind of war that went down um the Chinese, they're making men over there. Yeah. The the Russians, they're making men. They're they're turning people into little badasses. Watch this little kid do like Navy SEAL training. Here it goes. Now what in the Michael Phelps Navy SEAL daycare training facility is going on right here? Like what is happening? Why is a child, a toddler, an infant? In the water doing all this. Clearly, he cold at it, though. Like, Buddy is cold. He, he had his breath control, under control. I guess he don't really know no better because he clearly been doing this. Like, he bought this life. He been doing this his whole life, it looked like. So, this ain't shit to him. To him, this is normal life activity. You know what I'm saying? He is a Navy SEAL in the making. He'll whoop your ass. <laughs> Now that's over in China or Korea somewhere. You can tell there's like Asian characters up on the ceiling, mm-hmm. um, or not the ceiling, sorry, the wall. 
but yeah man when there's kids over here that like can't fucking you know they cry when they get their phones taken away from them and shit like that and this kid's like holding their breath like probably longer than we can underwater and doing shit at pretty deep levels man like when you're that small of a body the pressure is going to build in your head at that like depth that was probably a six foot deep pool maybe eight foot deep this kid's fucking killing it down there pretty wild yeah it is wild um i it, it, w- what gets me is we we make fun of some of these con- countries oh they're they're not as good as america well you clearly see that this little kid is doing some kind of training that's very similar to our special forces training only taught toddler wise okay granted he, you know he's running through an obstacle course just like you said i couldn't do it probably you couldn't do it let alone a toddler like where did we drop the ball as americans yeah well let me be clear i think we could do it well you yeah, know I mean? yeah i'm not saying that we couldn't fucking hold our breath for you know 10 minutes you know 10 seconds 10 minutes 10 seconds however long he was doing that 30 seconds let's say but the the fact that he's moving in the small lungs that he has compared to ours i couldn't have done that when i was his age i mean he looks like he's two yeah. you know uh now granted asians do look deceivingly young usually so maybe that guy's 17 but he looks very very young he looks li- literally two or three years old yeah it, i don't know it the way he moves is underwater so efficiency or efficiently is kind of mind blowing. Just just watching, like last time I I saw like kids over here at that age are usually terrified of water. Yeah, don't don't like their eyes splashed oh, or just throw them in the water and it's weird. Yeah, yeah, loud noises make them cry. Mm-hmm. By the way, my dogs last night with the 4th of July, or not the 4th of July, with the New Year, they, Moo seems like she's a Vietnam vet, and her PTSD gets triggered like crazy when she hears a couple fireworks Should've going Should have gave there. her some CBDs. It's nuts. It does not do anything. Really? Her. It's Damn. good CBD. I mean, she needs fucking heroin. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, because... I get Bane CBD when Sad. fireworks are going off and, and he calms right the hell down. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, it doesn't work on her just because she's so hyper scared. Like, she's kind of a trauma dog, it seems like. She's afraid of a lot of things. If me or Kim yell at each other, she goes in the other room right away. Okay. Like, she's very hyperactive, like or hyper uh, sensitive. sensitive, I should say. What do you got here? Okay. Uh, got a couple clips. We'll uh, We'll play here. This lady's kind of talking about a black swan event. 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, There are a number of uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. North Korea can't do shit. No. Maybe with the help of China, they could. Um, I see you have some Andy Frisella clips. Big fan of Andy Frisella. I kind of go back and forth on anyone that I'm a fan of 
because sometimes they sh- they say shit where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But he's a pretty cool dude. I, I like him. That that uh, rip dude right there, big, muscly guy with the black hat on. Yep. Um, um I uh, I will uh, boop, do that, and get my. I I have uh, I have. I, I need to share the Instagram instead because me. Oh, was that TikTok? Yeah, that was TikTok. I took the the videos. And uh, kind of clipped them together. So, um, oh, okay. Let me make sure this is. In- well, were you going to try and play that clip of him talking? Uh, yeah, I mashed them all up. Yeah, because if we're talking about 2024, that is a good one. I think I know where you're going with that one because he's a he's an interesting dude. You know, when when uh, he he started a business, basically, you know, I don't know if the story is 100 percent real. It seems like it is. I don't know why he would lie about it. But then again, there is reason to lie about all this kind of shit. Uh, he basically started a business um, like from the ground up and really fucking went through it in order to get that, mm-hmm. that thing going. All right. I'll Pretty lie. cool story. that and play this see this is why i think they're going to shut down the grid dude because what's going to happen is the unity voice is going to get so loud and then they're just going to shut the whole thing down because it's like flipping the game table over right like you know you're going to lose you're about to lose you're like and you flip the game over and that's what they're going to do bro they have the ability to do it. You better start thinking about what's going to happen if that happens. And when they say another Trump presidency will destroy democracy, it's not democracy. It's the corrupt system that oppresses us all. It takes more than half of our money in tax. And to this democracy, we are f-ing slaves of. And if we're being honest, that does need to be destroyed. So when Nikki Haley says he's going to destroy it, democracy, won't let, what she's really saying is our corrupt ability to take advantage of the American citizens will end if Trump is elected president, which to me is a pretty strong endorsement. When the judicial system steps in and removes somebody from a ballot, the Republic of the United States of America is over. This is the mask of communism coming off right in front of your face. Those of you who are approving of this because you don't like Donald Trump, you don't understand what you're cheering for. You know, people should be ready for what's coming if this isn't stopped by our Supreme Court. And anybody who supports it, in my opinion, is the enemy of the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. He uh, again, as always with most people, he says a lot of good things. Some things they don't agree with, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. See, this is why um, I think they're going to shut down the idea the that the elite what's going to happen is or the, the politicians or whatever are going so to loud, lose. And then they're just going to shut the whole thing. Down asinine, it's like I think. The game table I mean, it's just right? absolutely not true. But what we can do is like, we can kick these things back. You know, like these people seem like they're willing to burn down everything in order to not lose. Right. Right. Like they'll they'll kill themselves. They'll they'll end the country. They'll start nuclear war. They'll do all these things to not lose. And that just because they don't win doesn't mean that we win. We can all lose. Like in the situation of a nuclear war, or in the situation of like a mass famine. There may be some very small amount of people that have resources to carry themselves through these underground bunkers and things like that, but. I don't agree with that. I like how he's kind of throwing a little bit of shade at Nikki Haley there. I mm-hmm. agree with that big time. Uh, she seems like a fucking piece of shit. Uh, but I don't think Donald Trump's the savior, man. I, I really don't like how everyone 
with these platforms that a lot of people get behind uh, a lot of people are, are you know kind of in the same line of thought as uh, Andy Frisella there I, I don't think that, that we should put that much stock in Donald Trump man the the gun bans the precognitive crime that him and his daughter were big big fans of I don't know I think that that uh, he's probably the closest thing that we have to a good candidate that's on our side but it, it doesn't mean that that we don't get any kind of problems with someone like him right yeah I don't know. Like, like he said with Nikki Haley, if the left's pr- uh, propping them up on their platforms, obviously you don't want to you don't want to vote for him if you're a Republican, and vice versa. If if a uh, uh, Republican news outlet is propping someone up on the left, obviously if you're a Democrat, you might want to question yourself. Like, should I really be voting for this if the other side really wants them and what have you? So. I don't know. I have a couple Ramaswamy clips I want to play because I think this guy, I'm not sure if he's actually out there wanting to run or if he's just out there doing Trump's business and gunning for Trump while Trump can't attend these debates, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I like the theory. But they... The secretaries of states in 2020, secretaries of states, one individual would come in and wipe away the laws of the legislature and say, because of COVID, I'm changing mail-in balloting. One person changing election rules. That was 2020. 2024, one person saying, I am disenfranchising Trump voters. Your thoughts? Well, look, Kaylee, I think you phrased it well, but I would say that this is not an action of one person. This is the action of an entire system that has an anaphylactic reaction to one man. And I think they're dropping the breadcrumbs. They're making it clearer by the day. I'm concerned that they will not allow this man to get anywhere near the start line of the election, let alone the finish line. And I say this as somebody who's running in the same race as Donald Trump. This is not how we should want to win. So I stand by the pledge I made earlier on the back of the Colorado decision, and I reiterate it today that I will voluntarily, as a Republican candidate, remove myself from any GOP primary ballot where one of my competitors, Donald Trump included, is forcibly removed through this unconstitutional maneuver. And I think one thing that the other Republican candidates can do, Kaylee, is to fight against this, to say that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing, that if Maine is going to do this, we then take Maine out of the GOP primary process. That's the logical way to handle this, and so I made that announcement tonight. I challenge every one of my other competitors in the GOP primary to do the same thing, to say that we will not stand by idly and watch this brazen form of election interference in the GOP primary itself. And I think that that's not a left-wing or a right-wing issue. It shouldn't be. This is about the Constitution and who we are as Americans. And that's why I've taken the position I have. Yeah, a couple things can happen with that. I mean, uh, obviously, I think, you know, what any conservative candidates any gop candidate as he puts it right an intelligent one which he is definitely a smart guy would put themselves in a good position to be his vice president Mm -hmm. that's the move for any of these guys you know you can't talk shit about him because he is still so popular and even like he's winning over some democrats and some people that have gotten really fucked over with like the prices of everything and this biden uh biden economics or bidenomics whatever they're calling it uh that or 
he could be doing the Democrats bidding by saying, let's just not have any conservatives on any tickets in these states. It's I think Colorado and Maine are the only ones right now, not like, you know, a, a high amount of electoral points in either one of those states. But it could be a snowball effect and it could come down. As we know, it usually comes down to a very small percentage of points. Mm-hmm. It could come down to five, six, seven, eight points, you know. Yeah. So if he gets all the conservatives to fall in line with that. I mean, if there's two states that aren't even allowing conservatives on the ballots, that's that's already that's going to be something something I think that will put, you know, put the thumb on the scale for the Democratic candidate, mm-hmm. um, which will probably be Harris. I don't think that they'll want Biden, dude, um, unless there's a war, or some crazy shit goes on. I think that's the only way that he really holds office, even with the whack ass way that it happened last last election with the, the you know millions and millions of votes <laughs> coming in at 4 a.m and shit right i don't know it <laughs> yeah all right i got a, i got one more clip here that um we'll we'll play of old old uh two uh, was he two or three time cunt of the week mr vivek i forget oh probably two two yeah at least I think we live in a 1776 moment right now. And the positive side of that is imagine if you were alive in the spring of 1776. I mean, what a special time to be alive, actually. You don't get that very often, right? Was it morning in America in 17, spring of 1776? No, America didn't even really exist in spring of 1776. But it came into existence. And so I do think we live in one of those moments, though. You used, used one of the words... What did you what did you use? Uh, awakening, oh, an yeah. awakening, the great awakening. I call you know, which, which revival. Led, yeah, the, the awakening led to seventy six, right? The awakening so led to seventy six. It was a decade of spiritual enlightenment that led that led to yes. July fourth, seventeen seventy six. And so I'll say a couple of things. One is these revolutions and these revivals tend to be led by the next generation, and people like Charlie, people like many of you sitting here, probably listening to this at home, and that's a good thing. I'd say the other thing is. This is going to be the hard. The flip side of this is going to be hard for conservatives, and I'll tell you why. I mean, it's even the word of conservative. It's in the part of our nature is to conserve. What happens when the thing that you're conserving ceases to exist? We then require creators actually to recreate that which we have lost and i think that's why you're seeing the elons and the yeah. patricks of the world founders and founders right that that's part of what compels me with my sense of purpose is that's what a 1776 moment is i mean jefferson invented the swivel chair benjamin franklin invented the franklin stove bifocal spectacle he invented a remedy for the common cold for god's sake these are the signers of the declaration of independence and so there's moments, you know, you'll have the Reagan revolution. It's not really a revolution, really, right? It's a, it's a, it's a basic preservation and housekeeping function. That's not, done, that's not to take away from the importance of what happened in the 1980s. But we live in a different moment where I think that the very ideals that we seek to conserve, when those have disappeared, I really mean we live in a 1776 moment where it's on us to revive that. And that's going to take creators and historically conservatives – haven't had the emotional or skill-based orientation to be the people who create. So that's going to be the challenge and the work we have cut out for us is we have to step up and create that which has been lost. But if we do, and I think we're on the cusp of doing it, we might just have something that's even greater than the country that we grew up in. But it's not going to happen automatically, but that'll be, I think, the closest version of 
optimism that I'll leave you with, which is not a fake optimism, but a optimism grounded in what's at least possible if we step up and do our jobs. Let me build on that before we get Vivek on stage. The left has never built anything. They can't. They tear down. Their value system is to tear down. They're parasites. Their ideology is... Yeah, that's not true. But Everything they've ever done is to infiltrate, complain, destroy, erode. They don't build businesses. Now, you might say, well, these business leaders are liberal. They don't build them on left-wing values. They use our value system to build it, or they inherit it, and then they use the other value system, and it goes down. Their value system cannot because it has the lower parts of humanity Mm -hmm. is what they believe in, which is greed, resentment, bitterness, complaining. Our value system is gratitude, joy, purpose, enlightenment, spirituality. And so the founding fathers were at a much higher spiritual level, which is why they were able to found something, right? If you look at Marxists, what are they best known for? Destroying France, destroying Russia, destroying China, destroying every country they've ever come in contact with. It does not take talent to destroy something. I have a one-year-old. She's great at it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's natural. You know what does take talent? To rebuild or to build something new. And so not only are do we have to do it, we're the only ones that can do it. Vivek. That's right. That's right. This, and this Build is back better. That moment doesn't last forever. I think we're working with a short window of time. If, if your daughter, my two sons are in high school before we get this right. As I said, I don't think we have a country left. But this is our moment. Right. And I know you're going to do your part. I'm up here to do mine. But it's not going to be Charlie or myself or Musk or Trump or anybody else doing this single-handedly. In our civic realm, maybe different from our spiritual realm, but in our civic realm, it's not somebody coming from on high from the White House to save us. It doesn't work that way. If we are going to be saved, it is going to be because we save ourselves. Yeah, I like that last thing, the way that he ended that. But, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk, I I used to be a big fan, man. I'm not anymore. I I think that he does this thing where, you know, first of all, he's funded by, like, the Koch brothers Mm -hmm. along with his uh, good friend, uh, the fake conservative. Candace Owens, yeah. Um, Just the the way that that they say, like, all liberals are bad, right? The way that the country was built, we really need both sides, but both sides have gone so crazy, right? A hardcore conservative is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they really yeah. are. And and obviously a, a hardcore liberal is batshit crazy. Like the level mm-hmm. of crazy in a hardcore liberal versus a hardcore conservative, the hardcore liberal wins 20 times out of fucking 10 of the crazy, crazy contest. Right. But when he says that liberals never create anything, dude, liberals, like, historically, forward-thinking people have been the ones that created almost everything, right? Like art, everything, it seems like they've created. Yeah, but art, um, art doesn't create jobs. Sure it does. All kinds of, I mean, there's economies around movies. You know, there's there's all kinds of different, um, you know, a lot of architects. You know, okay. art right. as a whole is is um i mean when you think of art it's not just drawing or painting that that's where my mind went like i said sorry right (laughs) no yeah you're good i mean that that's what i mean that's what people think of as art but yeah i'm not thinking of music in particular or anything but yeah movies 
um architecture that's a it's an art form right i mm-hmm. mean people will say it's math as well but it's art um all these different things man like it seems like like forward thinking people always are the ones that get changed and that's the reason that we're here but there needs to be a balance right now there's not a balance Mm-mm. there's no balance whatsoever dude it's all gone far far left and what's scary when it goes far left and this is coming from someone that is you know conservative when it swings back to the right side the far left is marxism like they're talking about and socialism communism is the farthest version of that obviously that's scary as fuck that's very scary but the farthest on the right side is fascism Mm -hmm. and it's people dying because they look a certain way or they're born a certain way right it's not it's not income based it's like how you look what your religion is and all this shit so we're, we're swinging very far to that that communism side i think that we're gonna swing pretty far back to the right and it's gonna be scary for a lot of people not for us but it's gonna be scary for a lot of people that are weak so we'll see what happens well you saw it with donald trump getting in uh to, to a lot of people that was an extreme swing back to the right and to some conservatives we were just like no this is this is just a little bit of what we wanted but to a lot of liberals, that was a hard swing back to the right. You saw people melting down. Oh, it's the end of the country. I mean, they still say it. You know, oh, got to move out of the country. If he gets elected, uh, he, he's going to be the next dictator. He's going to start all these wars. Wait, he didn't start a single war. But, um, you know, it, it, all this shit and, and however they wanted to spin their propaganda on how bad this guy was and how destructive he was going to be for the country i I don't see the destruction that that came along with what they were saying but i understand yeah swing hard left not good swing hard right really not good um maybe he was a precursor to biden then and maybe the destruction that the that the fucking talking heads were talking about was going to come after trump left because it's no doubt and it's not even arguable and whether this was trump's fault or not or whether he's part of the system or not this is a fact the country was in a more of a, a prison state when he left office than when he entered. And that's a fact because yeah, of COVID. Because of COVID. Because of lockdowns. Because everybody he he he's not good at surrounding himself by good people in, in that aspect. Right. So he just listened to everybody and oh, this is what I got to do, and this will be good for the country. Since when? That's is, the story we're told. Yeah. Since when is locking the? I get where you were kind of coming from in the beginning when everybody didn't realize it was just a manipulated flu virus that, okay, yeah, there are going to be, uh, there has been uh, documents, documentation of lingering side effects that from, from COVID, okay? Is it just the flu at the end of the day? Technically, yes. Was it manipulated and, you know, kind of amped up in certain weaponized. areas, weaponized? Yes. So... In the beginning, it's like, okay, we got to lock things down. This is a pandemic. Oh, my God. And he's thinking, well, I'm doing the right thing, okay? Got to lock everybody down. Keep everybody home. Keep everybody safe. You know, I probably would have, in that situation, kind of thought the same thing. But then you start piecing together all the information that's coming out, and you see these doctors getting banned, and these doctors getting banned, this medicine getting banned, this medicine getting banned, even though it was been approved for almost 100 years and now they're taught, oh, you can't can't do that because uh, we need we need this medicine that we had fast tracked years ago in hopes for this event that we were waiting on. 
well, what other better way to get this man out of office and make him look completely bad than to bring on COVID, bring on all this shit, and then reintroduce mail-in ballots so it can be manipulated. And then we're going to get a president that got more votes than who we're told was the first black president of the United States of America. I think not. I think not. I don't know, man. It, it is uh, it is one of those things that just you can you can think about it all day. But yeah. I don't know. It, it, it is it is scary to think that they kind of spoke this thing into existence. First of all, they said he was never going to get in. Trump was never going to get in. Um, and then after you know he'd be the worst thing for the country. Since he's left, man, we've seen some horrible things, and they kind of spoke their shit into existence. So again, whether you can hold him accountable for that, I don't think that you can. But at the same time. He did surround himself with a bunch of incompetent people. Mm-hmm. He let his daughter and that fucking husband of hers, I mean, essentially do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Like, it almost seemed like Kushner was the president because that dude had a lot of say over what he was doing. So it was just, it was weird, man. They they could have done a lot better, obviously, with that. But Oh, absolutely. It is what it is. But, um, I mean... He- I don't. It's it's kind of tricky. Would you rather have Kushner doing what he did, or would you rather have a crack smoking son uh, do everything he did? I don't know who was worse for the actual people. Right. I mean, obviously, the the more goofy spectacle is Hunter Biden, and that's an embarrassment. But but no, but the, nobody on some, the outside sees it as that. I think they do, but then they also say like it doesn't matter what he was doing because he's not an elected official. Who cares what he's doing? the The true embarrassment is that we have a president that can't fucking talk or walk or do anything by himself. Can't wipe his own ass. Can't shower himself. Can't do any of this stuff. Uh, can't even have a dog that doesn't attack people in yeah. the White House. Right. Um, that's the true embarrassment. But the distractions are the things like the Hunter Bidens. I don't know what was actually worse for the country, like the Jared Kushner's of that administration or the Hunter Biden's. The easy answer would be Hunter Biden. But, like, I don't think he set any policy. No. So you'd have to default to Jared Kushner. Right. So I don't know, man. It's just weird. But, yeah, you you look at Kushner. He seems very professional and respectable, almost American psycho-like. And then, you know, Hunter Biden, you know, toothless crackhead. Who's going to do more damage? The one with zero credibility or the one that was kind of credited with quasi peace in the Middle East? Like, yeah, I don't know. But it's people, weird. people on, the, on the right side will be like, well, what's wrong with quasi peace in the Middle East? It's quasi. <laughs> right. That's what's wrong with it, you know? Um, and yeah, just, uh, I mean, peace in the Middle East is 100% attainable. It's just they don't want it. We'll shift gears here a little bit and get into something kind of uh, interesting and fun, mind-blowing, maybe, some might say. This is fun, though. Here we go. Right. Nice little Zodiac thing. Ooh. Could this be true? The mouth of it we use comes from the Greek, which comes from the Phoenician. And if you wrap it around a circle, turn each letter 90 degrees, and combine them into two-letter pairs, you see that our alphabet comes from the stars. Note, however, that these three signs are reversed. These are individually mirrored, Cancer has a basket on its head, and Aquarius is missing. The letter reversals are due to the sun's analema still present in the alphabet, and that's the figure eight pattern that the sun draws on the sky each year, and the direction the sun is moving through each sign causes the letter reversals. Untie the alphabet on the seventh of 22 letters. 
The basket on Cancer's head marks the summer solstice. Aquarius is silent because the early peoples believed his waters to be the underlying fabric upon which all the other signs lived and moved and had their being. And we can answer more questions if we look into the pictographic meanings of each letter, or if we stack the alphabet on a seven-layer cake. Christians can't bear any of this stuff. They can't hear any of this stuff. They, they, they can't hear about uh, the astrological, I mean, astrology. They get freaked out. Oh, don't talk to me about that. And yet, in Genesis 1, the very first page, it says, God says, let the stars be for signs. But the stars are for signs. Shouldn't you figure out what they, what they mean? Psalm 147 says, God named all the stars. Why did he call them Sagittarius and Aquarius and Aquila and Coma? Why did he call them those things? Nobody knows. Do you know the whole Bible was written in the stars before it was ever put on paper? And you can read the Bible by looking at the stars? Why do you say, well, that's ridiculous. Well, it's not. It's true. I say, well, I don't believe... Uh, could this be true? An alphabet we use comes from the Greek. I'm to try and pull up this guy's page here. It's an interesting page. What are your thoughts on that, though? I like this kind of stuff. Um, and maybe this is where I kind of, after seeing a lot of it or, you know, watching videos, I'm not going to sit here and say I read books on it, uh, don't have the time um, or the, the, the patience to, to do it. But... It just kind of, like when he said in the Bible, the stars were given names and God said they were for signs. OK, well, guess who wrote that? That Genesis, a man, a man wrote it. So it just goes to further show. Oh, and what I hate is when when people like flat earth believers and it's no dig at them, but they'll revert back to the Bible when it suits them or right. people in, Go in to the uh, split screen real quick if you don't mind um, we got to try and be professional here right oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah they they revert back to the bible when it suits them yeah so and they'll revert back to the bible when it suits them for flat earth they'll revert back to the bible when it suits them for for zodiac or you know uh the Bible being a farmer's almanac, like that one douchebag that was floating around the internet here about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and you know, making his claims, even though he, he ripped off a lot, a lot of people's theories and what have you and called it his own. Um, but the, they always revert back to it, but yet they're kind of some of the same people that, that do question, okay, is what is in the Bible true? Is it, uh, you know, was there a divine, you know, man named Jesus that was, immaculately concepted by a 12 year old virgin from god it could be there could could have been but i uh, me i question like to question everything and and look at things in a, a, a broader spectrum spectrum why we're both on the spectrum so yes. we have to question things yeah so why why is it okay for people to do that and be like, oh, well, the Bible says so. But then at the same time, they'll they'll pick another point and they'll be like, well, you can't look at the Bible as fact. Well, you're trying to use fact to make this point, but then you're trying to use your point to disprove that. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Type thing. I don't get it. But yeah. I, I like this stuff. I, I love astrology um, and the Zodiac things and, and all the information that comes out about it. It's believable, and what makes it believable to me is well before the Bible was ever written or any uh, biblical text was ever written or text period, 
the the sky was their TV. That that's what they did at night. They would look up yeah. at the sky. That's how they got our constellations and what have you. And you know, they used pretty much their imagination. You know, it was their first video game. If if you think about it. And that's what they had to do at night. Tell stories and look at the stars. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you wonder how, uh, and that's uh, really well put, the video game or the, the movie or whatever, because it's, uh, you know, when you can predict these things, it's got to be pretty wild to, like, stare up at the sky and just know exactly what's going on up there. Right. Um, I'll share one other thing before, well, maybe two other things. Um, this girl sounds crazy in the beginning, but then she kind of gets into it a little more. I'm going to play it and then just step away for a second. It's a fairly long uh, thing, but check this out. Again, she's wild in the beginning, but then she she tones it down a little bit. Nikola Tesla said 369. If you can figure out those numbers, you basically got like meaning of life type shit. I freaking figured, I, I figured it out. I'm working on putting all of this on paper and I know that looks crazy. Do not tell me to take my meds. Psychiatrists never fucking prescribed them. Because even from a young age, I knew Big Pharma was fucked. That's such a lie. My mom told me antidepressants would make me gain weight and she shamed me for it. <laughs> but seriously, like I think, I think I actually figured out why 369 are important. They're all the same thing that exists on another plane of existence. We, we know that, but I can explain. I can actually fucking explain it okay so part two to this shit because it seems like it's blowing up and i just want to get on here real quick so in order to understand numbers three six nine you have to understand the rest of the numbers now zero and one is pretty easy to understand negative and positive the eye of horus the eye of Ra, basically black hole white hole this helps us create a spectrum aka our first dimensional plane or our 2d reality it can spin one of two ways out that way or out that way and depending on which way it spins, which polar of spinning it takes, it's going to form either this or that. But they're technically the same thing, but different, and this is 3D. Basically, it's just a reflection of itself, which is why it's technically the same thing. And when you combine these two, you kind of get this 4D plane of existence. You can draw a bunch of parallel lines that kind of get shorter, and you start to see Earth, maybe? I don't even know, man. You start to see this kind of cylindrical shape, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Now, 5D is interesting. For 5D, we're going to have to go over here. And before we do, let's recap. Nikola Tesla said 369. If you can figure out those numbers. Okay, did you get what she was putting down? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's hyper, though, right? Very hyper. I liked the middle part of the video when, when it was like, okay, we can breathe. Yeah. I know. Uh, you know, we, girls like that, they... They give really good head. Oh, do they? They're crazy. Crazy ones. Yeah. (laughs) We've all dated crazy girls before. Okay. Now, this is the last thing that I'll play. This girl is much more level-headed. I like her Canadian accent or Midwestern accent or whatever. Um, Matt, I actually saw posted this on his page. And then I'll kick it to you. Okay. Um, and then I'll just kind of play some bullshit after you're done. Um, I got one thing that's two things that are just kind of quick after this but yeah man uh this girl talks about the cult of saturn Mm. a little bit more about that movie uh that no one's ever heard of or watched called leave the world behind and uh here it is so everyone is pretty much talking about that there is something in the air that might happen something's going to you know like happen in 2024 it's an election year we just had that movie um leave the world behind and everybody missed this one easter egg every video i've watched i might be wrong somebody might have um you know seen it but there is one clue to who actually made this movie let me just show you 
You guys remember this scene? Well, you see that little red circle? On that pill bottle, it says Saturn. Now, I've talked about the progeny of Jove or the secret society of Jove. And basically, they made the movie um, Tomorrowland. And in Tomorrowland, there is a, you know, elite type of group that actually wants to destroy Earth. And they want us to believe that it is the end of time so that we lose hope and that the end of time actually happens. Now, Saturn is actually the bad guys. Um, it's called the Cult of Saturn. Let me just show you. So the death cult of Saturn is basically the Illuminati. And I'm going to show you another thing. Just pause and read the whole thing. Okay, pause and read this. Basically, everything that they do works on astrotheology and the movement of the planet Saturn in the atmosphere. So now I've talked about the progeny of Jove, which is also a sect of elites, but they make movies that basically give us clues on how to counteract these um, Saturn cultists. So those of you who don't know, Saturn, basically, if you go into the study of Saturn, you see that there is a kind of a uh, shadow on top of Saturn, and that they are the ones that invented all of the black um, rock religions and black rock that's where it comes from saturn being personified as satan in the bible so if they want us to be afraid and be scared and they want all of these things to be in our in the back of our mind the only way we counter that is by putting out different types of vibes and energies that will basically benefit us so i know this sounds kind of lame but for new year's eve i think everybody should make a video on how we collectively as a human race want the 2024 year to go now i know they're putting out this fear and they're pumping so much fear out there and that's basically what they want but what i'm also seeing is julian assange is getting a chance in court colorado had to reflip their um thing about not having donald trump on the ballot and you're seeing a lot of things that will come out on january 1st for example with the epstein list why because mercury's finally getting out of the retrograde at that time and they want to put that kind of fear out there they want to like make you think that something is coming to an end but we can always counter intel that with our energy because how should i say this the cult saturn is basically the nephilim and the nephilim wants to have us controlled so they can siphon our energy because anger and hate and fear is such a strong energy especially if we put it out collectively however if we put out love and light it is a hundred times more powerful than the hate and the fear that they want us to put out but let me know what you think thoughts i like it um I mean, she she's not really saying anything that, that you or my listeners don't already know with the black Cuba Saturn and Saturnalia and, and what have you, but it makes sense. Well, the Job is the one thing. Yeah. the uh, Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, did, did it say who, what her name was? Uh, no, but I can see what her page is possibly. Um, Truth Seeker. Okay, yeah, uh, I've I've actually reached reached out to this this person to see if she wanted to come on. I I thought that was the uh, same you person. To fuck her? No, no, but no, uh, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Truth Seeker is zero one zero one one. Yeah, uh, she was on, she was on one of our buddy's shows. I don't know if it was Reality Zars or something like that. And I I'd, I'd seen the clip and and listened to the episode, and I was just like, wow. You know, she's got a lot to say, yeah. so I, I reached out and what have you. Um, trying to hook up a, uh, a day where we can sit down and record, but, you know, 
I don't know. She she has a lot a lot of good stuff to say, and again, it's kind of I, I don't know. When you talk with her, I'd like to talk with her. You oh, know, just okay. to see what. Yeah, we could we could we could uh, do it together if you want. It'd be yeah. be a good good show. I just uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know where I stand on the whole you know Saturnalia thing anymore because it was hit so hard and and pushed so hard now i will say sorry i had to mute my mic because someone wanted to race by the house no race car um but they i call my farts motorcycles motorcycles I, i call them race cars uh no so she did point out the nephilim and is this another uh type of deal where they want to use the Bible to kind of reference to put truth to what they're they're looking into. Now, the Nephilim, according to the Bible, are real real beings. Okay, it's found in Genesis six. Uh, you, you can go search any Gary Wayne interview out there. Uh, he has a book on it and very knowledgeable in 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 you know the Nephilim. I don't know. I, what are your thoughts? I think that she's, uh, like you said, she's not saying anything that, that, I mean, I did an entire episode on the Black Cuba Saturn, and she was talking about a shadow. It's not a shadow. It's a weather pattern, um, that hexagonal uh, weather pattern at the top, uh, North Pole, if you want to call it that. That's if you believe that Saturn is an actual planet and all these other things that we can access and all this shit and that those pictures are real and all that stuff. But nonetheless, Saturn seems to represent something in the minds of the occult, well, right? Or well, in the mind of the occult, the collective mind. When all all the the Saturn talk came out, what wasn't there um, a belief that Saturn actually was the first sun? No, it was the farthest away from the sun, and it was represented by lead. So, okay. like from an alchemical standpoint, and I'm no, you know, fucking alchemist here, but you know, gold is represented by the sun, right. and vice versa. And obviously, the sun represents God, represents the light, even though you know other things also represent the light too. And God represents the sun. If you're the closest to the sun, obviously you're closer to God. But the farthest thing away, the farthest planet at that time was Saturn. They didn't know, like, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto. Uh, is Pluto a planet? We're not sure still for some reason. I'm, right? I'm still – I was raised that it was, and, and and I will die believing that. I don't yeah, care, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't I don't care how small I mean, it is. It fucking orbits the damn sun. Right. Yeah, it orbits the sun. So uh, – but the thing is, yeah, like, uh, you know, you go from lead to gold – the whole you know uh, there's there's a big occult thing you know how bad my memory is but it it is essentially saturn represented the farthest thing away from the purest thing which was the sun okay and and that's why it was and then they also counted at that time i think i believe they counted the moon as a planet um they counted the sun as a planet and all these other things too so it's just i don't know it's 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 weird and there's different schools of thought on it but i think what she's saying you know, I agree with it. I, uh-huh. I think that, you know, she's she's on to something, but she's not onto anything new, right? right? And that's no insult to her. Um, it's just she she puts it very well. And I like the idea of everyone trying to speak their positive future into existence and what whatnot. Um, but it's a little new agey for me. I think it's a little woo wooey. I don't think that these manifestations work as uh, as much as people like to think. Um, 
because who's going to get more done? Let's 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 put this in like a, a business perspective. Let's say you ghost mm-hmm. you're you're sitting there you're working hard and you're trying to get let's say a beer company off the ground you want to fucking start a brewery Ooh. and you're trying really hard you're doing everything that you can you're meeting people you're, you're pressing palms you're going out there and you're doing shit right well shaking hands but that's what pressing palms is so you're shaking hands you're 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 meeting people you're making the resources you're working a a couple jobs to get the money saved up for your your beer company and i'm just sitting here manifesting it i'm sitting here thinking in my head i want my beer company to be bigger than ghosts and i'm not going to lift a finger but my willpower and my mind strength is going to get it done you're going to fucking get the bigger beer company every single time because you're out there working so i think that the manifestation thing is kind of a way to keep people on the sidelines a little more and to keep people just like wishing and hoping for shit that they want i think that's what QAnon was kind of Um, i mean manifesting is no different than praying at the end of the day right but people that are praying they're also trying to do something like you can't just sit there and pray like it, uh, we'll, we'll switch the words out for manifesting and praying if i'm just sitting there praying that my beer company gets bigger than yours but you're actually out there going let's say you never put a thought out there you never put a prayer out mm-hmm. there but you're actually going out there and working for your beer company to get bigger your beer company is going to get bigger than mine my, by me just sitting here and praying to god that my beer company gets big right and then the the christians will be like well i guess satan helped them Right, and, and this isn't an anti-Christian no, or anti- no, 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 fucking anything. No, it's just you know there there's always an excuse to to why something doesn't work, but the like hard work beats all these things. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's what that's what manifestation was kind of put out there in this new age push. You know that really really came awake. You know they talk about the great awakening of 2020 and all this shit. I think it's a farce, man. A lot of people got duped into believing shit that was not real. And manifestation is one of the fakest fucking things out there. Um, it, it, sure, you have to visualize what you want, but you can't just sit there and visualize. You can't be Buddha sitting under a tree or whatever the fuck he was doing, right? And just manifest shit. I, I think you have they to work for what you want. I think they took the if you put your mind to it and really believe it'll happen, and took that, ran with it, and exp- it blew it up into something that oh. Could that really happen? Because then they tied it into, well, your mind's so strong and, and we have Vision the power. Yeah, shit. and we have the power to do this and that. I've been trying to manifest fucking chicken eggs for three or four months now, and I haven't gotten any again. Now, granted, it's that time of year. However, I've been sitting here like, come on, give me an egg, give me an egg, give me an egg. I go down, I feed them, I water them, I look in, no fucking eggs, no fucking eggs. So, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm I'm trying to manifest, but at the same time, I'm putting in the work. I'm giving them them their food that you know helps them produce eggs and and lay eggs on. But also at this time of year, they need so much amount of daylight to actually help produce that egg. Maybe uh, lights. Maybe like at that point, I would say research would come in to help. Well, you, right. A, a lot of like your your chicken farms. Uh, that produce the eggs for your grocery stores, there's lights on 24 hours a day, okay? Those yeah. birds never see darkness and what have you. 
I'm not going to do that to my, to my birds. I, I could. I, I do have a little light that I, I did install. I think the first year we had them that I could turn it on. It did kind of help. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? It, it, if I was that chicken, and now this is kind of weird. If I was that chicken, would I want that light on or would I want to sleep? I think I would want to sleep. Okay? I, I go through the rest of the year laying out these fucking butt nuggets sometimes they hurt i hear them they're they're loud when when a big one comes out you know let them rest let them rest so you know i can sit here you have that luxury living in this country right but i guarantee if you needed those eggs that light would be on oh yeah absolutely like i mean if it was a dire 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 straits type of deal yes I'd, i'd have lights on and what have you but you know eggs they're only like two bucks a dozen now they're not 18 dollars like they were a few years ago i don't go through that many you know because even when we do get eggs i i give out so many to to neighbors friends family you know like here i just give them to them you know what i mean because it it's a good gesture and you know who doesn't like a a fresh fucking egg yeah, you ought to keep them in vinegar on the shelf they last for like a year that way and then not vinegar problem not vinegar I'm pretty sure it's vinegar. Yeah, go ahead. Put them in vinegar. Within 24 hours, they become rubbery and transparent. Or what is the, what is, oh, lime juice. Yeah, it's, it's uh, they call it water bathing. Um, you can put a pickling lime uh, or pickling, yeah, yeah. P- pickling lime in the water. Yeah, and they will. They will. Now, if you Rest take that egg, time. yeah, if you take that egg out of the, the coop and don't wash it and leave it at room temperature, they'll last for a few months you don't need to refrigerate them technically it's when you wash them it opens up their pores to oxygen getting into the yolk which is why you have to refrigerate them Mm. fuck refrigerated eggs huh yeah i guess i don't know if you had anything i mean i i've got another 15 minutes or so i have two short clips to play at the end but if you've got anything Uh, feel free to uh yeah rock it i don't know if you want to yeah, here we go. Uh, Sorry. I had it pulled up. I want to play this one little clip. I thought it was thought it was fucking hilarious when I when I seen it. And it it made a lot of sense. And uh here we go. They sent 100 billion dollars of your tax money to Israel. Yep. Your tax money is helping so many people. So you telling me y'all can afford to send a hundred billion of them somewhere else? And I can't even afford to live. But your tax money is hard at work for the people. Oh my God, where are my manners, Mr. President? I've been working 60 hours a week every week for my whole life just to blow up a hospital. Good investment. Thank you so much. I can't even afford to eat a goddamn meal. And you talking to me about this super shit. Why is this country so selfish let me tell you something it costs three thousand dollars to rent a dugout the price of food going up and wages ain't doing Mm. but because keep going up not only is the wages not going up if i get hurt i die because i can't even afford to die and you got the nerve to call me selfish and stupid like no let me get this straight though so you send in hundreds of times money it would take to fix the problems somewhere else to fund a genocide but because that don't make me want to wrap an american flag around my chest and i'm the one that's bruh Mm. (laughs) pretty accurate 
Yeah. <laughs> it puts it into perspective for people that, that need cartoons like that to get what's going on. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, dude, it, it is, uh, it's obscene, man. Like I feel so lucky that I own a home and I don't even own it, but like I pay $600 a month in mortgage. I saw on Zillow, um, that, if I wanted to rent this house out, this house that I feel like I'm getting ripped off by having to pay $600 a month, if I wanted to rent this house out, guess how much this house should cost rent-wise? Try to guess. A $600 mortgage, uh-huh. it's like six thirty. How much would this cost in a, in a from a rent perspective if I wanted to rent it So out? from a rent perspective, you live on an acre. You have, what, three-bedroom, two-bath? Yeah, but it's a small house. But still, it's three bedroom, two bath, or a bath and a half, whichever. Right. I, I'm not sure. I haven't been there physically. It's two bathrooms. Okay. Um, I would guess rent wise, with no utilities, you could probably get twenty five hundred dollars a month. No, that's that's actually high. But oh. eighteen hundred. Okay. Eighteen hundred dollars. That's uh-huh. three times what I pay for it. That's a lot, dude. Move in that with your parents so and rent it out. Much money for what this is. Yeah, move huh? in, move into your parents and say, Kim, you're paying rent now, and you're going to go far. Because I mean, not I'd only to do that, to be honest, but because not only are you going to get your mortgage paid for, you're getting paid two times on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I would probably charge, you know. 1300 or something and just be like yeah look at the massive discount that you're getting but it's a goal of mine to get out into a different piece of property and rent this place out because dude i don't know that that's ever going to go down and to tie it back to something that we were talking about earlier with um you know when charlie kirk and ramaswamy were talking about like the 1776 is coming back dude i don't think that that's going to happen for a long time man because we we haven't gotten to the point you know how like the the whole fourth turning idea or whatever they call it where Uh The, the strong men make good times, the good times make weak men, and the weak men make hard times, right? We are right now in the weak men making hard times. We're not in the hard times yet. Like, people think that we're living in really hard times right now because, like, things are expensive. But we still have cell phones. Every house has internet. Every house has hot water. Mm-hmm. Every house has, like, a lot of things. And, and people that are, quote-unquote, poor here have it so good compared to like middle class people in other countries we have not seen hard times yet no no we haven't uh and to the 1776 thing coming back around or being being here again uh until people stop looking at people that look into conspiracies or whatever you want to call them because conspiracy theory was only coined when jfk got his fucking head blown off by the government um when people can stop looking at those type of people as crazy, then 1776 can come back. Because if you, if these, if, if the people today would look and listen and, and hear what the founding fathers had to say in the red dragon, in the taverns up in uh, new England and Boston, Massachusetts, and, and what have you, they would have called them fucking crazy conspiracy theorists, plain and simple, but they didn't, they, they, they believed in an idea because it was the truth. It, it, it was it was a way. I'm not saying every conspiracy theory out there is true, but a good majority of the shit that people like us look into, we're trying to find the facts within the theory. 
And there's a lot of facts within a lot of these theories that it's like, hello. So because the Boston Tea Party happened over, uh, what was it, a 3% increase in tax on tea? They, they fucking threw... Th- I don't even know if it was 3%. Yeah, I don't even know yeah. if it was that. Maybe it was 3... Oh, sorry. It was 3% of Americans fought in the Revolutionary War. Um, it, it was like a 1% tax increase. Yeah, I think... Yeah, 1%. was so small, and, you know, they lost their shit over it. And we had the Revolutionary War and, and, and what have you, and then the founding of America. And, you know, is there a lot of sketch behind that and the Founding Fathers? Absolutely. You know, with their Masonic and... And secret society ties. Yes, I get that. However, they had a vision to give us one of the the greatest documents and greatest countries ever to exist in in man mankind's history. You know, they they gave us a, 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 a constitutional republic. They didn't give us a democracy. They gave us a republic, and you know, it, it's ours if we can keep it. But it doesn't seem like a lot of people want to keep it anymore. You know, they just want to. They too many people want things for free. They want the easy route. You know, and then they're they're going to bitch like, "Oh my God, we're in such hard times." Well, aren't you getting government assistance on top of everything else? So how, how hard is it for you? Biden just saw. Let me pull up this article real quick if I can find it really fast. Biden approved, or he wants to give five hundred thousand Americans free homes. Hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to tell my sister that she should do this because she's not going to get a home. Um, yeah, here it is. Okay, money wise. Um, let's see. Let me sh- pull this up here. You can see this fucking. Now, why wouldn't your sister ring. be able to get a home? Because she's going to school f- for teaching, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a decent job. Yeah, they make no money. True. But they have great vacation so, benefits. What's that? They have great vacation benefits. Yeah, three months a year off. No, she doesn't want to be a teacher. She wants to run a daycare. And then, you know, her boyfriend, you know, they're going to get married. They're soulmates. You know, these two kids are. And he's like, I like where he's at, like, from a, a perspective of, like, practicality. Like, he tries to spend very little money. Mm-hmm. And he's going into business. Like, he wants to be, like... You know, he wants to run like someone else's big business or, or be like a banker or something like that. Like he wants something that will make a lot of money. And, and my sister is going after something that'll be fun and she'll probably enjoy her life more. But, you know, it depends like what what you're into and all this stuff. So, you know, hopefully they can, you know, both do what they need to do and what they want to do. And then they can, you know, they, they already have bank accounts together and shit. So hopefully everything works out well for them. But they've been together for a this while. This is the idea they? What's that? They've been together for, what, five years or more? Yeah, and she's 19. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah, you know, you, you don't see that too often these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they both are They're good kids, man. That's, um, that's awesome. But yeah, so this is the thing. We must do more. Biden Amer- administration wants to build 500,000 starter homes to fix America's affordable housing crisis. But will this be enough? So they want to do more mm. than just $500,000 or not $500,000, 500,000 people get starter homes. Um, pretty wild, man. I think that that's absolutely nuts. And it's kind of fucked for people like us that, you know, bought our own houses. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of no different than Habitat for Humanity, if you think about it. Yeah. 
I mean, oh, we're, we're kind of low income. Can you build us a house? Sure. Here you go. It's all yours. Why not? Why not? Okay. Last thing I got, and then I am down to get out of here. Um, this is just a weird thing. Just, you know, my dad is a big fan of Dale Earnhardt. I actually made a few of his T-shirts. And Chris from Rantcast posted this, and he shared this with me. I don't know if he posted it, but he shared it with me. Um, and there was another one I wanted to play of Will Ferrell um, that he posted, but we can wait till next week or something. No, we can. But I only have, like, one more clip that I want to play, so... Okay. Well, yeah, I'll play both of them. But yeah, dude, this is weird, man. Like, um, like I said, my dad drew. He's a graphic designer. He made a couple T-shirts for Dale Earnhardt, um, back in the day. He's got a bunch of his autographs and shit like that. This is weird. This is very strange. Check this out. Less than confident with the current rules package to win his second Daytona 500, but he won the last plate race of 2000. And Dale looking very strong during his few weeks. Can you win your second 500 today? Well, we got a good shot. I got a good race car. Uh, wasn't really excited about the car yesterday afternoon, the last practice, but the car it come around. I think it's going to be okay. We got a good engine in it, but a uh, little wind today. A little exciting. I think it's going to be some exciting racing. Uh, going to see something you probably hadn't ever seen on Fox. Four hours later. After the accident in turn four at the end of the Daytona 500, uh, we've lost Dale Earnhardt. Isn't oh, that wild? Shit. Holy shit. That's crazy. Shit. Huh? Yes. That is. Wow. Probably going to see something you've never seen on Fox before. Just like smiles and then he dies. Yeah. First, first like major death in NASCAR on, on TV. I do. My dad cried over that shit, man. A lot I thought of people it was really did. weird as a kid. I was like, why the fuck are you crying over that? But you know, that's what they do that stuff for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure NASCAR is still as big as it was then. Um, no, but, it's not. But when I was a kid, like everybody, like my parents and all their friends, Oh, they love NASCAR. And I, I just never could get behind it. it like maybe going to a, an actual race would be cool. Um, kind of like, not. like baseball, but I was always more like, give me the drag, the the NHRA, you know, as fast as you can from point A to point B, boom, done. Okay, there's your winner. Or give me like Formula One, you know what I mean? Like just watching them accelerate and go through Formula, these. Uh, Formula, uh? yeah, Formula, yeah. Uh. Uh. Dude, I agree. Dragsters are sick, man. Like how it like when those things rip down the fucking huh. strip, like y- your chest, you feel it. Yeah. Like you feel like your heart's going to stop because it's so loud. You're all wearing earplugs. I mean, I've never been to one as an adult drinking beer. That'd be a good time. But as a kid, I remember like there was like a fear of these things. They're like dragons racing. Dude. Mm-hmm. And they're pumping out so, a thousand horsepower. And when you in slow motion, you watch them take off. You watch their tires just go into like an oval shape and then come back down and and. It, it's nuts. I went to Maple Grove. It, it was the year uh, Shoemaker set the the land speed record for 333 miles an hour. right after 9-11. It, everything kind of got pushed back. So it was like perfect conditions. It was end of September. A lot of oxygen in the air. You know, it just, boom. He went down, and he backed it up. And it, uh, being down there that day, I was just like, holy shit. Even, even if it wasn't nitrous oxide cars running, and it was like some of the other ones, like alcohol and what have you, and, and the bikes, dude, it was fucking 
awesome to watch. Like you just, you just got into it. You know, you hear him go, and you're like, yeah. You know I mean? well, it's like those memes. Have you seen those memes where like dudes will see this and just think, hell yeah. yeah. Like that's what that is. It's like, you just as a guy, you're like, hell yeah, that's fucking badass. Because dude, I wouldn't get in one of those cars and Fuck drive that no. shit by myself. Fuck no. I did the things at Disney. I forget. No, it wasn't Disneyland. It was some like race car theme park. And these things go zero to, I think, 80 in two seconds or something. And it's just like it's on a track. Uh-huh. Like it's stuck. So you don't even steer it. But you just hit the go button and you race your friend, right? That was intense, dude. And I it's bet. open air. So, like, you're feeling it all. You got the helmet on. And, dude, it is terrifying just doing that. And you have, I mean, it's it's 100% safe. You know, it's a theme right. park. Um, you know, there's a ton of research that goes into it so that, you like, there's zero risk for you. But I felt like I was going to die in that like three seconds that it took to get down that strip, and it's it's wild, man. I think those those dudes have balls of fucking steel, and I I think that's what makes uh, I'm I'm just going to go out and say it that makes Ashley Force John Force's daughter that much hotter that she got behind the the, the funny car and, sure. and and took off and and did the same thing her father did. Now John Force, the most winningest uh, NHR funny car dragster in in history. Like oh man, just it, it, it's a great experience. And when you, when you go to an event, um, the the there's every race there. There's white people. There's Mexicans. There's blacks. There's Asians. You know what I mean? And, and nobody gives a, a fuck. People. A lot of white a lot people. A lot of white people. But I was actually surprised at how many other like there was a lot of black yeah. people there. I, I was just like, holy yeah, shit. Jason Jason from uh, Operation Red Pill loves Formula One. Like he's nice. a huge fan of Formula One, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like he was like, "You'll never guess what I what my favorite sport is." And yeah, dude, I was like hockey. Like I was going down the line. Like I never would have guessed Formula One, but yeah, man, Formula One. That that kind of racing makes a lot of people fans, and obviously different sprint cars. I think mm-hmm. are badass too on yeah. dirt tracks and stuff. Like the wing sprint cars are the shit. Yeah, we uh, have a we have a uh, one of the top series uh, dirt tracks here in the nation on the East Coast, right right down in uh, the town i lived in four miles from me so used to nice. love watching nice. the, the sprint cars go all right i'll play one more clip before we kick it back to you and then we'll wrap up do you want to hear about will ferrell and some of his weird occult uh, art or do you want to hear about uh supposedly the oldest tablets the ten commandments found in ohio the oldest uh you know can we do they, both they talk- huh can we do both sure we can do both well, let's do both you pick you pick where you want to start and where you want to end do you have right, a, here do you the, have a funny uh, clip this to was sent on. by Ma- this was sent by matthew matthew is he's like me with ohio he feels that ohio has some serious significance and he sends me stuff all the time um i feel like arizona is going to be like this weird last stand i think that there's all kinds of occult shit with phoenix um with a z a to z um, all this stuff, like just the Grand Canyon, everything. I feel like there's something very important about this state, and he feels the same way about Ohio, and I always like that. Um, here it is. He's got this. He was a contributor. They opened up the coffin and found a skeleton of a man holding a little box that was about 8.10 inches in size. The box had been cemented shut here. This, by the way, is sitting in Ohio. Well, he opened up the box and he found a little man inside, a little black stone. 
They took it to scholars, and they looked at it. The man seems to be carrying something, and there's writing here at first they couldn't recognize. The writing is, they thought in 1860, some sort of Hebrew. Well, finally, about 20 years later, they found some rabbis living in the area, and the rabbis looked at that, and they could read it. They said it was an old, old kind of block Hebrew, uh, block Hebrew, and it was a rendition of the Ten Commandments. These are the holy stones of Ohio. The oldest known record of the Ten Commandments was found in America, written in ancient Hebrew script dating back to the time of Solomon. The Ten Commandments in Hebrew in Ohio. We know the truth now. They open. That's pretty nuts, man. It is. There, there's some things that I really do love about Glenn Beck's research and, or his research team. Um, I wrote the split screen, dude. Sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, no, you got me all fucked up. Um, so, yeah. I know. But, yeah, no, you like his research. Yeah, I, I like his but research. You don't like him. I, I'm with you, dude, because when when he was doing that movie that you like, I know you love the movie. I like the movie a lot, Nefarious. Mm-hmm. He was involved with that, right? Yes. But yeah, continue with what you're saying. There, there, there's times where he does really good stuff like that, and then you could tune in the next day, and it's doom and gloom, and he kind of goes off the 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 way off rocker. He's got to keep the ratings up, like Alex does. Jones. He does. Um, but when I found out. Sorry, just gonna say it. When I found <laughs> I'm out, I'm gonna say that it rhymes with Gorman. Yes, uh, it kind of turned me off. And now, does that take away from his research or his research team's ability? Absolutely not. Um, I just, I don't know. But he does do a lot of good work, and he's been ahead of the curve on a lot of information that that most people should have been jumping on and like. Back in the day when, the, when he was the first to bring the caliphate to to people's attention, like, look, this is what's going on over there. You know, when when Obama was in, in uh, the office and, you know, the caliphate and everything else was going on and they were trying to bring in the 13th Imam and you try to tell anybody that over here and they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, dude, you got to learn your enemy. You, you know what I mean? Or so we're told that was our enemy because of 9-11, even though they didn't fucking do it. But I don't know. It it it's interesting stuff, yeah, it it, huh? Who did it? Oh, the government. Oh, I thought you were going to say something that rhymed with pew pews pews. Oh, they were <laughs> they were dancing on that day. Just saying, kind of weird. Dude, I saw this really wild design, and it's it hits hard. It hits very very hard. But it's like fuck, like. There is something to be said about the way, like, the shit that those people have been behind, uh-huh. supposedly. And it's not the average Jew that you know, but just, like, as a whole. Like, white people get blamed as a whole for a lot of shit. Right? Always. But why isn't the white Jew blamed for a lot of shit? Because the original Jew wasn't white. I don't know, but there was this shirt that hit hard. Or, no, it wasn't a shirt. It was a, a design. And I was like, man, if someone made a shirt out of that, they would get fucking killed by Mossad and it said never forget what they have done and it had the big Jewish star in the middle 
and it started with the crucifixion of Jesus, then it went to the Bolshevik Revolution, then it went to like some other fucking crazy thing, and it basically ended with 9-11. Um, and it was just nuts, dude. Like they like if you're gonna believe in that school of thought, which I, I don't know where I'm at. I think that the elite people that hide behind the Jewish religion have done some horrible things, including the crucifixion of Jesus mm-hmm. and nine eleven, potentially. It's hard to it's hard to argue that it's not a bad group of people. It's hard, I'm not saying that I'm saying that, but it's hard to argue that it's not a bad group of people um, hiding behind that religion. Right. You know what I mean? It, it. And again, it's so tough, dude, to talk about because I know a lot of people that are Jewish that are good people, and, yeah. and they, you know, it, it, it's a topic that you get persecuted right out the gate, no matter what you say on, on the topic, whether. You know, you bring up a question, but still side with with that that side, or not. It, the The only other uh, topic that you can bring up is slavery, that gets almost the same type of uh, reaction, yeah. re- reaction and backlash. And, and it's sad because you know you you want to speak some truths and and point out some facts, but like you, you were just holding back. I hold back a little bit because. If we say the fact, you know we're going to get you, you might get canceled, you might get burned, you, 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 whatever. And I, I don't, I don't get that because truth is supposed to set you free, not condemn you and keep you in shackles. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's tough though. And I saw that shirt, and I was just like, or I, I don't know why I think I'm, maybe I am going to make it a shirt. Yeah. But no, it's. Do it. I just saw that design and I was like, "Fuck, dude, that is really, really hard to to look at and and think the same way that you do about it." But anyway, uh, last clip I have. This was uh, another one that that Chris posted. Chris from Rantcast really does post good stuff, yes. and he talks about good stuff on his show. Um, I will say, as a friend, he's got to back up a little bit with this, the amount of talking <laughs> and the interruptions. Yes. Chris, I love you, buddy. Same. You have some great information, but he interrupts a lot when you try and talk with him and stuff. Um, but goddamn, people need to listen to his show. Uh-huh. I mean, he he does a good job, man. He he finds stuff and like he's he's taken stuff that I've found. Uh, one thing in particular with like um, I forget it was Operation uh, Peter, something. Peter Puff- No, Peter Puffer. No, not Peter Puffer. Uh, it wasn't Popeye either. It was. Um, I, I'll think of it by the time we're done with this. But he he does great research, and that is one thing that this dude is very 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 good at. And uh, that's kind of you know the the whole point of podcasting is researching. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's one of those dudes that thrives in a solo show, similar to myself. Um, but yeah, dude, this uh, this was something else that he posted, and it's uh, very interesting. First of all, I, I think he's the funniest man on the planet, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And so what a great thing. He's producing your show. How involved is he? He really looks out for us. He comes on the show from time to time. He actually was on three weeks ago, and we did a bit that I was really proud of because it really spiraled. It, I'm the first to admit it went a little too far. It was very, very confusing. He came on. He was our executive producer. He's like, we got to get these numbers up, man. Right. Like, let's drive these numbers through the roof. What do we got to do to get more eyes on this thing? And we wound up doing this like, almost like pseudo- 
ayahuasca ceremony where he was wearing robes and antlers and he made me drink this sacred tea. He's like a druid and he's doing like an invocation to yes. get more people to watch the show. Yeah, almost like an occult ceremony, but it was all fake. People rubbed blood on me and dirt on me and then I was birthed out of a six foot tall vagina. And uh, it was really, I really loved Where'd it. Where'd you find a six foot tall vagina? We built it. Oh, we okay, right. It. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. I've okay. never heard a vagina referred to in its tallness. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We Congratulations. Were, thank yeah, you so much. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And it was just like this dumb bit we did. But Will also commits so much. So hard. So fully to his things. One thousand percent. Right. Yeah. Did you, at any point were you thinking, what am I doing while this is all happening? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it ended with him, him making me suckle from his teeth while he rubbed my head. It was so weird. It was so weird. Remove the subject's clothes. Yeah. Let us stare upon his baby skin and chest hair, which can be accurately summed up as not yet a man, but not still a boy. Now the subject shall bathe in the blood of a gifted turtle. This will make your show irresistible to viewers. It will be like one of those live NBC musicals that makes everyone lose their goddamn minds. But to be truly great, the host must accept that he's also one with Earth, a dirt person. That's not much of a metaphor here. This one is just pretty clear cut. Make him a dirt person. Repeat after me. You are nothing. Increase the numbers. Increase the numbers. This is not art. Increase the numbers. Increase the numbers. Step up to this mirror. Don't hold back. Tell that emu you love that emu. Why must I love you? Don't learn to. Let's say, did you just throw up? A little bit, yes. Then a large amount of snot came out of my nose. Look into the mirror. I love the emo. I love you, emo. Bring it to daddy. Suckle from my womb. This is the milk of strong, consistent, high ratings. You're the, literally, the only one I've ever convinced to do this. And I'm so proud of it. And the thing I'm most proud of, I am, I'm so proud of it. And the thing I'm most proud of is that this is totally true. There's all these like online conspiracy websites and like subreddits, and they have latched onto this thing and analyzed it and made videos analyzing it and they say that my show on true tv is like a hub for a hollywood satanic ring and they really believe it 
And they're saying Will Ferrell is involved in all this Satanism and my show is where celebrities go to spread their satanic messages, which I, uh, I am flattered that they think my show is that popular. Yeah, they're going to say you're a part of it because you're talking to me. They're going to say you're both a part of it now. And they're that. right. And you're right. The conspiracy theorists, you're right. These guys are a big part of all of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they're going to deny it right now. But I came here today to spread the truth. Andy in particular He's really locked in on the satanic stuff. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Why would he deny it? I'm not. I'm just not. He worships the, worship the goat. Everybody knows. Yeah. It's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Andy Richter, yeah. satanic goat worshiper. Cut it out. First of all, I, I think he's the... F- eh. Pretty crazy, huh? I think they put it right in our face. Yeah, man. That, I, again, shout out Chris from Rancast. Two two really good clips, man. And it's uh, yeah, that one's nuts. I actually didn't watch it all the way through the first time, and it's uh, it's on the nose, dude. Yeah, it's on the nose. I didn't notice the uh, goat worship thing, and yeah, it's sick, man. That guy, um, that fucking nerd, pencil neck freak mm-hmm. in the middle, right there, the guy doing that. Um, I listened to Tim Dillon, and he's like an emotional wreck that that dude is oh he looks like it i mean just the way he talks he's just like <laughs> like he, he he reminds you of a chihuahua yeah but he also fakes like mental illness you know so it's kind of a weird thing like he's just a a total sellout horrible human being and it's just kind of funny to see him doing that uh after knowing I, it, chris gethard i think is his name okay um yeah horrible horrible person it seems like so He's doing that, though, with Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell, everyone loves Elf oh. about this uh, grown man acting like a fucking retard. I've never gotten the obsession with Elf. I think it's fun, but, you know, for people to be like, oh, my God, it's such a masterpiece. It's literally a dude acting like a fucking child. So uh, either way, weird. But, yeah, man, strange. Well, I say we get into it. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 cunt. Yeah. Dance. Fuck you, cunt dance. You already know where I'm at, man. My computer. My computer, Microsoft, everyone involved with the computer audio just being a mess. Um, I was mad at you earlier. I bet you were. It was your fault. It was not my fault. Just kind of like how back in the day when when I might have deleted some Zoom things, I I might have thought it was your fault at first and then realized, no. I, I deleted shit that I, I shouldn't have. That was my fault. Um, but no, I, I don't think, I think, I think your computer just, you need a new one. Um, I, 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 gave, I, I sent you two new links to hopefully get your drivers back. Um, but I don't know, like that C cleaner, I stand behind it. I, you know what I mean? It, it's done wonders for my computers. And I think there was an update with Windows 11 that, uh, from what I quick researched while you were at the store and going through some YouTube videos and what have you, with this one new update, it, it cleared out video drivers and tried to install something different and won't a- let you access your old video drivers. And hopefully the videos that uh, I sent you, you can get them back. Yeah, we'll figure it out. My yeah, cunt- not a big deal, but yeah, that is my cunt. My cunt? I'm going to go with the Will Ferrell, that... Actually, not even maybe not even Will Ferrell, but that that douchebag, that Chris Gethard, yeah, that was sitting there. Like, come on, you you got to make shows like that, 
and be like, oh, and then joke about like, yeah, you guys worship Satan and the God. And, and that guy's like, yeah, but no. It's like, yeah, get the fuck weird. out of here. Fucking creeps. Like they get giddy about it. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess if you're like an atheist, it is something funny. You know, if you're truly an atheist. Right. But a lot of atheists in the same breath, they say, fuck God. And it's like, if you're an atheist, you like, shouldn't believe in God. You shouldn't even have a God to say, fuck God about, you know right. what I mean? Um, that was one thing that, that I always thought was interesting with, like, again, with Brandon, you know, he said things like, fuck God. And then he'll say, well, no, I mean, fuck the idea of God. And it's like, well, that's not what you said. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's almost like, um, it's almost like someone that, that feels like they've been slighted mm-hmm. and they want to say, fuck this good thing because it didn't help me. Right. You know? That's the way I see it, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy for believing in a creator. Huh? We won't know till we die. We won't know till we die. And on that note, thank you for turning in, tuning in to another episode of the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground News Team, and we want to wish you a very happy New Year. Uh, you will be listening to this the day after, so hopefully, you ate your pork. Rooted forward, and this year is better than last. Twenty twenty three, little dark, gloomy, and and weird. Um, but every from everyone here at M three E and DWP, we wish you a very happy new year and get your shit together because we're gonna see you next Tuesday. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc